Hey there, neighbor. Welcome to Good Life News, a weekly podcast where we talk about ideas, living the abundant Christian life, and God's wonderful, wonderful love. I'm your host, Pastor Lauren Fenton, an old farm kid, Bible student, preacher of grace, husband of one, father of two, papa for five, and really just another pilgrim headed for home. I'm so glad you've clicked in to join me on this journey today. Let's walk together for a few minutes and see what we can discover on the way to the kingdom. Are you ready? Let's go! Greetings once again, friends. This is episode 33 of the podcast. The title of this week's episode is What We Really Need for Christmas. Millions of people love this time of year. Christmas lights adorn streets and homes, and the darkest time of winter becomes, in some places, a beautiful winter wonderland. I didn't know how attached I was to Christmas lights until I'd lived in Taiwan for several months. We arrived there in May 1971. By December, I was beginning to feel definite effects of culture shock, although I didn't recognize it for what it was until several weeks later. Now, however, as I reflect back on my experience 50 years ago, it's clear to me that six months of total immersion in Chinese culture, including a new-to-me language, traffic, local customs, architecture, and even cars and clothing styles, had resulted in an ever-increasing emotional hunger for something, anything, familiar. And then I saw the lights. One evening... Our language school provided a Christmas party for us students. We came from a wide cross-section of mostly English-speaking places, the United States, of course, but also places like Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and Great Britain. We represented a potpourri of Christian denominations, business people, military, and others, and we were brought together by our common need to learn either Mandarin or Taiwanese. It was a wonderful time of fellowship and broadening horizons for all of us. At the Christmas party, I stepped out for a few minutes to catch some fresh air. It was then I noticed a building all decked out with what looked like Christmas lights from back home in America. Another gentleman I knew, only from the language school, had come outside with me. Wow, look at the Christmas lights, I said. Well, he replied, I see lights, but I'm not sure they're Christmas lights. Probably just a temple or something else. Oh, well, I had hoped. Which brings me to the question of the day. What do we really need from Christmas? Maybe we can take a clue from the angels who announced the birth of Jesus to the shepherds watching their flocks in the fields around Bethlehem. Let's read it from Luke 2, verses 8 to 14, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Now, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold... I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. 
And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. There are a number of observations I want to share with you that occurred to me as I read these verses. First, it seems that all heaven considers the birth of the Christ child an event worthy of great celebration. And why not? Thousands of years had passed since God promised Adam and Eve a Redeemer would come, a Savior, one who would destroy the nefarious work of the evil serpent who had deceived them into obedience and sin. And now he has come, not in power and glory, but as a helpless, naked human baby born to peasant parents in a shelter for animals because there was no place in the inn. And still, the angels sang, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. There was excitement in heaven. The redemption of Adam's race had begun. So, here's a question for us. If the angels of heaven celebrated the birth of Jesus, is it not right that we should follow their example? I believe so. True, we do not know the exact date of Jesus' birth, but that is unimportant. What is important is that most of the Christian world designates December 25 as the date of his birth, There are others, of course, the Eastern Orthodox churches, for instance, which celebrate his birth on January 7. Some Christians contend that because some practices from pagan religions crept into the early church, we should have nothing to do with Christmas today. While we certainly do not need all of the commercialization and common fanciful stories and legends, we most desperately do need to join the shepherds and the magi and the heavenly angels in worshiping the newborn king of love, grace, and glory. Of course, we need to worship our king every day, not just on Christmas or our weekly day of rest or on other special occasions. We need to live a life of worship every day. Our words and actions and all our communications in every relationship should carry the light of his love and grace to our world, helping dispel the darkness of superstition, disbelief, and toxic forces. Another thought that comes to mind as we see many Christmas lights on rooftops, trees, seasonal displays in the shops and churches and other places, let them remind us that Jesus is the light of the world. The Apostle John begins his gospel with an introduction to Jesus as the creative word of God. And then he says, the word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. This is John 1 verses 4 and 5 from the New Living Translation. Well, then we go over to Matthew's gospel where Jesus Sermon on the Mount is recorded, and we read these words from Jesus himself. He says to the crowd there, You are the light of the world, like a city set on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Matthew 5, 14-16, and from the NLT here as well. 
Here we can understand that the light Jesus brings into the world and which he gives to everyone, he intends for us to share wherever spiritual darkness prevails. And right now the song that we teach to little church children comes to mind. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. So when we see all those displays of Christmas lights, let's remember that each light can symbolize every believer carrying God's promise of life and love and salvation to the world around them. May they inspire us to be the light seen by our family, our neighbors and friends, not just at Christmas time, but every day, all year long. A couple of other things we need from the Bible story of Jesus' birth are the peace on earth and goodwill to men included in the angels' announcements to the shepherds. Let's realize that peace on earth can only come with the presence of Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Isaiah says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 from the NLT. Isaiah's prophecy points forward centuries in time to the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, and then reaches clear into eternity when Jesus will reign as King of kings and Lord of lords forever. Then there's that other part of the angel's song and their angel's message, the announcement that they gave to the shepherds, goodwill. An actual, more literal translation of this phrase might read, Glory to God in highest places, and on earth peace among men of goodwill. Oh, that today we might know the peace that passes all understanding, as Paul wrote in Philippians 4, 7, that this peace would be present among all the nations, tribes, languages, and people groups of the world. As a popular Christmas hymn says, Let there be peace on earth, and let it begin with me. That prayer, sung so beautifully by Vince Gill and others, can be the experience of every Christian, regardless of social status, gender, ethnicity, skin color, economic standing, physical location, or any other identifying mark, God's peace, found in the very heart of the Prince of Peace, is available to you and to me right now today. The Apostle Paul includes it as one of the fruits of the Spirit produced in our spiritual heart. And you can look that up in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23. In vision, the Apostle John recorded a message from the glorified Christ in the book of Revelation. And there Jesus says, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Revelation 3.20 with Jesus in my heart, the peace of heaven on earth can indeed begin with me. Well, may that be your prayer and your experience this week and always as Christmas Day 2021 approaches. And thank you so much for listening today. I pray that 
you have been blessed, and I hope that you can join me for next week's episode as we finish out this year, 2021. The title of next week's episode will be New Year Coming. So be sure to tune in and invite somebody to listen with you. And as I say each week, if you enjoy these podcasts and blog posts, please share the links with your friends, your family, or whomever. And truly, my many, many thanks in advance. So we've come to the end of this episode of the Good Life News Podcast. If you would like to comment or join a conversation about today's content, please visit our website at www.goodlifenews.light. I'd love to hear your thoughts and observations. On the website's blog page, you can also find a complete transcript of the most recent episode, which will always be posted at the top of the page. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. If you'd like to help out in this ministry, it's incredibly helpful if you'd leave a nice rating or review on your platform of choice. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in again next week as we continue our journey exploring more about God's love, His amazing grace, and the incredible good news of the everlasting gospel. Until then, walk in peace, live in hope, and hold your treasures with open hands.